0: All right, hello and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee podcast. I'm sitting semi-solo in here. Chris Baca is out. He's with his sweet babe. Happy birthday, Jenny Baca. I Happy heard birthday. She just turned 18 tonight, so she's doing pretty well. Chris is 34, so you guys do the math. Things are going really <laughs> well for him. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting here with the third partner of Cat and Cloud,
1: Charles Jack. He's been on the episodes before. Yeah, dude. Uh, man, I wanted to be here and be like, my name is Chris Baca, and I have a closet full of hats at home. <laughs> we, uh,
0: yeah, we got, we got Charles in the mix. Uh, tomorrow we are going to package and roast all of our elixir uh limited run christmas special packages we basically we sold out of those bad boys so thank you to all those people yeah, who are supporting awesome. yeah it's pretty exciting um yeah and uh i'm really excited to have charles here in the studio because we kind of kept it under wraps that charles was a part of the team and even though, as we said in a few episodes back, he's been very, very um, influential, and as just a big part of all the things that are going on. while Chris and I have just been playing face uh, <laughs> and being the loudmouth that we are. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we got we got Charles in here, and we were going to kind of just uh, you know spit some spit some knowledge, talk about some things that are going on, and yep. and. Uh, i mean i guess quick update from my side i am just three weeks out from leaving santa barbara my time yeah. at, the, at the french wow. press and castle is like, how
1: long have you been here you've been here
0: uh it'll be about a year and a half yep. when when we're out of here um or just under like yeah a year and three months or whatever um so that that time is coming to an end which is crazy and exciting which means we're getting even closer to our opening Dude, at cat and cloud
1: Be so good to have you back in santa cruz me too
0: i can't wait Dude. to be back in santa <laughs> cruz <laughs>
1: um yeah and then my last day at verb i don't know wh- when this will be released maybe this is getting appear. released on sunday
0: monday oh wow all right yeah so my yeah my last tomorrow day
1: is be, yeah, <laughs> tuesday <laughs>
0: whatever day that is yeah it could be released on thursday yeah. actually i think roman leal might go out on uh roman leal part deuce yep. came out on monday so this maybe will be you guys can you believe that we talked about the future and the past maybe just now <laughs> does that blow your mind inception I <laughs> just inception your asses.
1: Yeah, dude, I think
0: this might come out Thursday. Actually,
1: <laughs> we just ruined just ruined that whole part of it.
0: Hey, Charles, <laughs> guess what? What, Jer? You just quit Verve <laughs> 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 on Tuesday.
1: <laughs> no, too, but seriously, like I mean, I did have like you know, it's like mixed emotions. You know, big it's time. like I've been there almost three years, and geez, really? Yeah, that's fast. Yeah, and do I mean, the, like the whole family at Verve was like super welcoming when Jen and I got into town, and big time um yeah just all the really great people that have been working there and met there and my like journey through coffee there so yeah i'm definitely you know definitely sad to leave there but then just i mean super excited for what we're planning to do and like build something from scratch i mean it's what what we've all been like working towards yeah
0: we've had so many so many talks off the air and just about how how much things that we are psyched on things we believe in and you know what we're trying to accomplish this thing and we've got so many different so many different avenues to explore i mean we've got we've got our obvious baseline, which is you know open up roast coffee, serve coffee in this really cool little space that uh we've you know we've pretty much got designed and we're, we're ready yep. to begin building, which is yep. really really exciting but i mean you know for the people who don't really Or maybe they didn't listen, right? Charles, tell them a little bit about your history again, just briefly. And then we'll kind of talk a little bit about like, you know, things that excite you in coffee.
1: Yeah, no, super brief history, finance backgrounds, like Wall Street, New York, Um, you know, left that kind of work, traveled, spent maybe three or four years working and living outside the U.S., Um, you know, really got into coffee uh, working for an NGO in Africa called Technoserve, where we're working in uh, East Africa with coffee farmers mainly in Ethiopia and, and then later in South Sudan, and just really let, fell in love with coffee there, and you know wanted to stay involved in coffee when I came back to the US. Uh, we landed in Santa Cruz. Uh, yeah. things worked out with Verve, and it's been a pretty awesome three years since I then. I do have
0: to say because it was really funny after we had Charles on the on the podcast a little a little ways back, um, we. I was reading up and there's a global coffee market uh there's like a the little i guess it's a blog it's an update post that they send yeah. out and um they were talking about how south sudan or sudan in general was finally yeah. exporting coffee south again. sudan it was south sudan yeah. yeah and at the time it was like a week before you or a week after you were here but you were speaking about how you wrote the grant yeah you helped write the grant to basically get Sudan selling coffee again and here like to that early this year 2015 or whatever late this year um they finally started selling coffee again yeah which is crazy
1: so cool and i mean that part of the world i mean you know people think of south sudan as a totally separate entity from ethiopia but i mean that same belt of coffee runs through both those countries it's just having an environment that's like peaceful enough and you've got like the infrastructure and logistics in place you know, to support the farmers, like people have been growing coffee there for the last, you know, 50, 100 years, more than that. And it's just a matter of like having the systems in place to support the farmers and and get the coffee exported.
0: So, I mean, obviously I've never been there, but as far as you've been, you've been to Ethiopia. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure I'd love it. Uh, As far as Ethiopia, you know, in, in comparison, is it, is it a very, is it a similar, you know landscape to our like uh elevation yeah, the, everything like is this very similar mm,
1: so ethiopia right it's it's uh most of ethiopia is on a plateau right there yeah it's up there like 1500 meters yep. and above south sudan from east to west slopes down off the plateau gotcha so in the on the far eastern side of south sudan you do have like the boma plateau and places where coffee grows at high altitudes yeah. and has the potential you know for some really high quality coffee and that plateau slopes down across the country. And, mm-hmm. and when you get into like the Nile, right. Like then river low, valley, then course. you're, you're back at sea level. Um, so a lot of the stuff that's grown there is kind of robusta, but, um, still opportunity to improve lives for farmers there. Um, you know, around Robusta. And we should
0: we should get back over there to that. We should like smuggle out a bag of coffee. It's I mean, I'm just I'm saying picking. we should get we should get to that <laughs> high Sudan area and <laughs> yeah. see if we can get some of that insane coffee and yeah. start being the first to offer some like high end Sudanese beans. They be so say cool. Sudanese, is that right? Yeah. Okay, it felt weird. It works. Yeah, that works. Does anybody say that or am Sudanese? I weird? Sudanese? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Yeah. I just, <laughs> yeah, because I haven't actually been there, <laughs> yeah. so I'm saying what I feel like I've heard, and I don't want to be wrong You're here. Good chuck yeah, rad so yeah you came out of there did your finance thing i worked with you and i know you know finance well but i mean i mean what? that's
1: kind of where my background is but really yeah, I, I got into coffee to passion, be like yeah. to be like to be a coffee person yeah and you know to be passionate about coffee and yeah, yeah. um you know i've had a really good environment over the last three years like i've talked about before versus pretty like open offices and there's a lot of opportunity to be involved in cupping and tasting and yeah. developing like sensory skills and mm-hmm. hopping in the cafe and working a few shifts and um, yeah just all the collaboration that happens there so it's been a really good environment to become like a coffee person
0: yeah collaboration I feel like is key no matter no matter what part of like you know where you fit in the box of of a company right like you were in finance yeah. and and in other companies right they'd be like we'll stay in your finance office yeah, right totally. and, and having an open office and the ability to like cross-pollinate yeah it's all huge. what you want to do you, know? right. like, you
1: want to make the effort and i want to make the effort to spend time in like the lab with our green buyers and mm-hmm. cuppers and everything and you know and really learn and like develop those skills then you know anyone who's in that kind of environment should push the boundaries of of what they can do and to like collaborate in different ways with different departments you know what i'd say though
0: kind of is that that is something, and maybe one of the reasons that you and I and, and Chris connected to begin with, is that you have a natural drive to want to learn. Yeah, You know, like, one could argue that people are happy in their their places, right? And they they wouldn't yeah. they wouldn't take the time. Yeah, they're like, I'm busy enough. I don't want to take the time. You know, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, and it's not necessarily a fault of anybody, but yeah. like people... Because everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. But you are the type of person who's like, I... I, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to go in there and taste these coffees. Yeah. I have to know. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where you and Chris and I yeah, all I identified all with each like other. Yeah, like that.
1: And it's, and uh, you know, really with what we're doing at Cat and Cloud, we want to like bring in more people who are interested right. in that way and who maybe you're working as a barista, but then you like take time to like see how we're roasting coffee and yeah. come cup and taste and Learn about the back end financials yeah. and all that stuff. Learn about how the business works and what's super important to driving the business. Big
0: time. I mean, that was that was something that I picked up from you and I got really interested in and has definitely been an, uh, something that's helped out a lot for me here, uh, working with Castle and the French Press. Yep. Who shout out, by the way, for letting us roast coffee again. Like always, we got to keep shouting you guys out. Thanks, I'm really Todd excited. And Julia. Yeah, thanks Todd and Julia for, for helping us out and supporting us in the beginning. But that's been a big help for me is like I learned all that through working with you and then in Verve in general and just taking the combination of, you know, I know coffee and I know how a cafe should operate. And then you take all those... A bunch of key indicators and, and you can yeah, swat it all out. Well but and
1: and just you know, I have the opportunity to work with kind of cafe you know as you become shift supervisors and assistant managers and you bring people into those kind of like management meetings Mm -hmm. and you just see their eyes you know like widen. isn't that the best because because you're able to then like they can tie the whole picture together yeah you know and and they're able to see very like deliberately the things they're doing in the cafe that are like positively or negatively impacting the business Mm -hmm. and i mean maybe before you have that connection you're not really thinking about those things but i think I think it, it really is a good, it's good for the whole business as well, for like the people who are working in all the different aspects of it to understand kind of like the, the, how it all ties together.
0: Yeah. I mean, ultimately you're trying to get people to be able to make the right decision without you there. Yeah. Right. And you're trying to teach them whatever information you need so that when you walk away, you're like, I know that they're going to be doing whatever it takes to, to be the best at leadership or running the cafe or whatever, whatever. But yeah you get to be the yeah anyway that's right that's great i love that so charles what makes you tick bro dude
1: and we were kind of talking about this on the way over here like one of the things that i'm really pumped about with like what we're trying to do is just like kind of you know the opportunity and the ideas of like education and experience through travel right you know and travel to origin and coffee and like i feel like i've developed a lot um of just perspective and experience through the travels I've had outside of the U S Yeah, and just to give opportunities to people in our company to through like travels to origin and things like that, to really develop a sense of like who they are and their understanding of the whole supply chain of coffee. Yeah. And I mean, I think people really appreciate that. Like there's definitely like a loyalty factor. Oh yeah. You know, that builds into that on them trusting you taking the chance on them and, and without giving them doubt. that opportunity and then just what it means to them and like the learning they get from being there and the mm-hmm. education they get and the experience they get so i mean that to me is something that's been super important in my life and i kind of want to share that and spread that to other people
0: yeah i mean i can't i can't argue that it's really funny that i'm so glad that i won a barista competition because i never had the opportunity to go to origin yeah. and, and winning that barista uh competition and then a shout out big shout out to cafe imports for for taking us baristas at the time to those to those barista competitions which i think they've actually just recently decided that they're not going to do that for a bit but who I mean, knows who knows if it comes full circle with the yeah. competition circuit but part of you know part of the draw was taking all these regional champions
1: Because what did you go in 2012 yeah, yeah. And we
0: said we went to costa rica uh it's so i mean it's like going there it's so eye-opening in so many different ways and depending on who you are you you i think learn different things depending on how you like how you think right because there's a million different things to see that's like you could take the standard obvious things that you learn wow this is how it looks and feels and smells at a mill and and picking coffee cherries and tasting coffee cherries and all all the physical learning you can do there but then there's all the There's two big things I think are perspective. Yeah, the perspective. And
1: appreciation. Like perspective of how everything works in another place. And the appreciation for what you have and and how things work where you live.
0: Well, uh, and maybe I would even say maybe empathy perspective is actually i guess the, w- the way to look at it because you're like looking at these this is different human viewpoints beings. everybody has kind of different viewpoints Yeah. Like the
1: people you're buying coffee from have their viewpoint and yeah. their reality on the farm and you know they're not seeing how their coffee gets roasted and sold in the no. cafe and things like that so just to see you know, from their point of view of the supply chain, what their everyday reality is like. And yeah, you know, then even to the mill and the exporters and what's important to them when you're negotiating prices and things like that. Like oh, geez, yeah. seeing everything from, from kind of the origin point of view, mm-hmm. I think uh, can only be a positive for people who are working in cafes and the roasting business here.
0: Yeah. Something that was, I felt was really interesting is that we're at the Aguilera brothers, the Tony Finca-tonio, which we've had on our, we had on yeah, our menu to launch. Awesome. Right. Yeah. yeah. And nine brothers and, we had our meals and we had our great day and then they were like D- can you guys brew coffee for us Do you have coffee and we had all these coffees and uh i remember being really proud because ours was one of the two verve at the time it uh, was one of the kenyas yeah. which i think is partially why but was one of the two that they loved the most and i think it was because they don't get to taste coffees yeah. from all over the world yeah. they get to taste costa rican coffees yeah. only theirs most of the time only and so they got this Kenyan coffee and they got to see what kind of product we're putting out. And also, just like a different, their minds got blown. Yeah. You know, it's like tasting, I don't even know what for the first time. You know, I can't yeah. even imagine. Somebody it's like you have something you, work that you with love, every day. but then yeah. like a different version of something that you love already. Yeah. You know, like how could you even compare that? I, I can only imagine how weird that must be. Yeah. You know, like in my life, if I were to think about that, it's like we get to drink all these different coffees all the time. Tons of different flavors, Kenya, Africa, Ethiopia, all Burundi, even, even that in of itself, they're all pretty, you know, eccentric, different coffees. And then these people in, or in, in Costa Rica are like, okay, I get all these different cultivars of Costa Rican coffee grown on my farm and the cultivars all taste different. And then all of a sudden I'm tasting an SL28 from Kenya and it just, their minds were blown. And they were just like, whoa, and I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just remember, I remember it being like a moment. I was like, well, these guys, they love coffee and they're just like this small little niche, but yet they're, they're really important to me in this relationship is really poignant for only hanging out for like 3 to 4 hours. Yeah. And they're just a small part in this huge huge industry and yeah. so there's just people. People are so important. And it's cool to so just have an
1: opportunity to see like coffees from other countries yeah. and other people do Yeah. Oh, and, they loved it. And like that's going to be really cool in January. We're going to Yumi Guatemala. and Chris are going to Guatemala. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you guys the opportunity to work in the cafe. Yeah, um, yeah for like 5 days working like at Luis the cafe, Peter's right? Cafe, yeah. Um in Antigua and we're going to visit some farms and check out some I think
0: Yeah, what's that going to be, out be some like? <laughs> it's going to be yeah. nuts.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. Th- it's gonna be. It's gonna
0: be busy. What's gonna happen? Yeah, I, it's I probably know. gonna be busy. Heather Perry's gonna be there the week before us. <laughs> yeah. I need to hit her up. Maybe she's got Facebook. Ask her. Ask her what her deal is over there.
1: Tell us what it's like, Heather Perry. Yeah,
0: because this is all I know so far. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, world. Ha- so far, what I know. If we get there before. 8 p.m somebody will pick us up if we
1: get there after 8 p.m we take a taxi <laughs> we'll, for 40 so which minutes. basically means we'll probably just be wandering yeah, the streets and knock like, on the door <laughs> antigua like like two o'clock in the morning <laughs> good news is,
0: is i've heard from many people that it's a it's a great place to go <laughs> yeah. so you know safety first <laughs> am i right guys <laughs> true baka
1: <laughs> but yeah but it'd be really cool just to see at the cafe when you guys are working shifts just their interpretations of the coffee and the coffees that you guys get and yeah it'd be fun to like play with them and
0: so also shout out to Raul Rodas and, and if you're listening If you ever listen Raul he's a, He was the Guatemala Barista Champion for two years And he was uh, also no. a world champion He's well. a good friend of mine And he's in Guatemala Which I keep remembering And then forgetting to talk about that But we need to reach out to him Because he's got a little coffee company as well Called Paradigma And I need to look up where we that is check it out. We need to go see him though uh, Raul if you're listening You'll probably be tweeted already by now But holla at me bro let's hang out in guatemala he came and visited us at verve a long yeah. time ago with emily oak from australia also yeah. shout out
1: anyway yeah so i mean that's gonna be it will be huge yeah, super huge trip and see what kind of coffees we check out and i'm gonna to in trust you about
0: learning because I, I know i've learned but chris and i are both nervous about um going to guatemala i'll take care of you thanks bro <laughs> we're gonna need you dad
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no i love just like showing up in a place and having no idea what's gonna happen that's sounds like, like us yeah i
0: Sounds like Guatemala in a nutshell <laughs> <laughs> for yeah.
1: us. We'll be all right, right? Uh, hey, I showed up in South Sudan at the airport and had like nowhere to stay and didn't know anyone. You got Ebola. <laughs> yeah. I know you got it. Okay, no, you got man, malaria. You just, you just make it happen. We're going to make it happen. We're
0: going to power through malaria. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. So, so I mean, you're, just, yeah, we're excited yeah. about that. We, yeah. And we want to send people. I want to invest in people too. And, and so there's so Well, just because so you've seen like, that
1: side of it and you've really had the desire and the ambition to learn and grow and yeah. to see that side of it. And if you work really hard, you should be rewarded in those kind of ways.
0: I agree. There's also just, I have this weird f- like feeling and it could be so wrong, but over the years I've just gathered this feeling that like business owners, and it's not true uh, for everybody. So don't get me wrong when I say this, but like a lot of business owners almost feel like it's in it. F- it's all about, them no matter no matter what they try to do and i'm not speaking from where i'm at now in, in the french press i'm not saying it because I'm, I'm leaving this place so don't don't take it that way world i'm just like there's this overall vibe when i talk to people and it's almost like my business is about my legacy and it just is your legacy should come from from the from people the people that like you benefited from you it doesn't right? need to be yeah it's almost like and i think chris says it like this too but it's it's kind of true it's like if you're phil jackson your legacy is because of your you whatever your kobe bryant's and your yep. michael jordan's over the years and all these people that are actually way more famous than you but you're still phil jackson yeah and like i don't i want to do good things myself but i'm for actually me, really excited to see the like people other who people, come right
1: who come be part of cat and cloud and work with us and then what they go on to do yeah like let's later. make
0: let's make miracle workers out there let's make people who who like who go out and and essentially hopefully do coffee forward yeah man. like coffee and people and relationships to another level as well like that's really i think charles and chris and i's passion on top of obviously putting out an amazing product and obviously yeah. making good coffee and, and having fun and doing and having it. fun doing it and being authentic to ourselves but if we could get other people on board and and teach them to do what we will do th- on their own like this could happen. It yeah. could be really cool. And, and anyway, for all y'all who are supported and believing us, it's really cool when you guys send me texts and, and, and com, comments. The not emails. Comment. We've yeah, got, really info cool. at catandcloud.com. All those people who write in and ask questions. And it's just great. So anyway, um, Charles, what else makes you tick, man? Um, what else are you passionate what are, what about? What I pumped on. Tell me. I pumped
1: on uh, what, seeing uh, when you and Chris are going to compete again.
0: Oh, man, I know. It's so scary. <laughs>
1: I like feel like I
0: I want to that. The truth is, is I'll have a reason to now because I have a company and like before, you know, we talked about it briefly in some episode. I would love to
1: see you guys compete again.
0: I think I want to compete again. And it's such a weird thing. Part of it is to have something to say. I want to win, but it's less about winning. It's almost more about, it always was representing our company. Yeah. And part of it, then it was always about representing the company. And some of it then was like proving myself to Colby and Ryan and, but also it was just like, I believe in, I believed in Verve when I was there and that's why I did it. I was like, yeah. this company deserves to like be repped super hard. Yeah. And I need to make sure that people respect it on the level that I feel like it deserves. And I want to do my best to do that.
1: I mean, and I really- It's different in our
0: company though. And
1: I'd really like to see people come work for us who want to compete as I well. I want to do that, yeah. Yeah, where, uh, you guys, where you guys can train and- Yeah.
0: But I also like, the other thing that I I know that Chris and I always, always had, and I think it's something that is missing in competition a lot, although some people have gotten a lot better at it, is competing because you have something that you feel like is important to speak about or talk about, whether it's groundbreaking on, Chris has like more intensely groundbreaking things. Mine is more like, whatever, perspective, but they're not, it's never just like, I love this coffee. I yeah. love it so much. You have to drink it. No, I mean, I think know?
1: it'd even just be awesome to see somebody like do it. He did where he pulled the table and chairs, yeah. like in and invited Get your people DQ from on. The, Yeah, yeah, dude, <laughs> I support that as like the owner of the company. Somebody wanted to do that. Well, let's rage.
0: I got, I got ideas. I've had ideas. It's more just like, do I have the time to put into it? Right. Although right now, I have to tell you, I really believe in like where we're going with our coffee roasting and our quality and just They're like in a our good spot. Yeah, I really just, I really like it and I, I I have been getting some good feedback, and it's yeah. so easy to just like talk your product up. But at the end of the day, I really like our product. I know it's only going to get better. We're at the very beginning of what we can be. And yeah. it's just like,
1: and it's cool. Like it's like, so fun. One of the things as well, that's kind of going to be exciting are the kind of what collaborations come up and who we can collab with. And like, it's been really cool to work with like the elixir yeah. peeps, like Lee and Nick. Nick and Lee, and you guys are bomb. They've given us off some feedback on the coffee we've roasted for them. Yeah. And so excited to taste the stuff. We're, we're getting it tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to be able yeah, to taste it's it. It's coming into the play. And so it's just things like that, like collab with them, like, there might be like a La Marzocco collab. Yeah, there's
0: some stuff going on. We got some fun year. stuff with La Marzocco coming up in two thousand sixteen.
1: Yeah, and just opportunities to collab with other people in coffee. Yeah. You know, like
0: plus we have some fun ideas as far as like coffee brewing and, and espresso and all these things that we're gonna hopefully bring to the table in our cafes and it's
1: gonna be a little bit different. It's yeah. gonna yeah, it's
0: just gonna be our take on things and yeah, it will be different. I can't wait. So I'm I'm just ex- we're excited. Charles and I are excited. Chris is excited too, but he's just out with his babe yeah, having doing the having a vino thing, and you know? modesto. Yeah. I heard they really have a good. high-end malbec over there. So,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Chris have a
0: good one on me, you know what
1: I'm saying. Some modesto wines.
0: Yeah, Jenny, you're 18, I remember, so, you know, make sure Chris gets it for you, all right? All right.
1: <laughs> no, I know it's like since I since I kind to have you here, I am um, we were talking about this earlier. I've been catching up on some of um like when i'm in my car and not listening to music i've been catching up on some of the old like tamper tantrum oh, yeah. uh talks shout out to colin yeah colin and and uh and yeah and those guys and um and one of the cool ones was kind of there was a, one of the first lives because they're doing a lot of like the tamper tantrum lives with people huh. and one of the first ones that james hoffman did i thought had some like interesting aspects of service okay. that I was curious kind of what you thought about.
0: Well, my friend ask
1: away. So one of the things that I thought was really cool from his talk was he said that the core of service is empathy.
0: Jeez. That's so true.
1: And you know, like I'm just curious, like if any of the the shops where you've worked, I mean, do people teach empathy or like, should we teach empathy?
0: Yeah. You know, what's funny is I fully have been, so, you know, we're going to have a company so i have all these these thoughts and these ideas of training and all these things that um i didn't fully get to integrate partially because i was learning still at verve but there was some things that we inherently did we call it like uh, chris jordan called it tribal knowledge yeah. which was just you know we all did it because we are around each other uh we didn't train it but it's the best of our best and there's some people you know like lizzie sampson and stacy cock yeah. did it and uh baca did it tanner, tanner crushes it kendall chade annie lee marcia all these people i'm shouting out and i no, i'm missing some i'm sorry sarah peterson did it you know there's just like cat stock there's we had and ha- i'm sure they still have i'm not there as much but there's this thing and it was like it was essentially empathy like yeah. there should be no such thing in your cafe as like I have to educate. I need to make you understand something. Right. That
1: that was actually like another point of his talk is like, actually, when he talks about like what great service isn't. Yeah. And great service isn't educating someone no. who, while they're trying to buy coffee. No, 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 no. Right. No. Like while they're just like, I want a coffee. I'm going to work. And you're like, we've got this great like. <laughs> it was roasted yesterday. You know, bourbon. Yeah. Like, from Thirteen minute roast. Eighteen hundred meters, Guatemala yeah you know you know there's a time and place for that and there is you know in training events where people are interested but more really great service comes down to like having empathy for the customer
0: you need to through have that process so much empathy for the customer i mean put yourself it's like if you could just flip the script right and put yourself in a place where most likely you're tired yeah um poten- potentially you're self-conscious Potentially, you're, yeah, you're... Yeah, if
1: you don't know a lot about third wave coffee. Totally.
0: You're, you're just, sometimes you're not even in that moment. You just need this coffee to, like, get to your thing that's actually really important and yeah. pulling at you. Like, <clears throat> especially as a parent now, I'm like, I'm the guy who thinks about the customers. And it's so funny. Like, the world is full of people who are thinking about details and they're very, very important but every detail is less important than what that customer is getting from you energy wise and in attention wise and empathy wise like yeah. all you need to do is essentially be nice and like find a reason to feeling bad and for them is the wrong thing. No, but no almost it's like, not
1: feeling bad. It's taking cues. Yeah, exactly. Like, almost like verbal or nonverbal cues from how that person yeah. is interacting you, with you. Are you paying attention? And then giving like the appropriate response.
0: Exactly. And, and I did. I told you, Charles, earlier that I was in a, a Disney think chat, <laughs> which is their, you know, <laughs> their so business Disney. side. Oh, man. Well, they're smart, as it turns out. But that was one of the things we were talking about service and and the ability to read the difference between like the mom with two kids who's super stressed out and like just trying to, she just needs something to get her day by versus the the teenager who's coming in and just like doesn't, is just like asking for the sugary drink and then the brand fanatic. And the way you treat all those people is very different. It's totally different. It's totally different. And if you treat them all the same, sure, they're going to get your service and you can be nice to them. But if you want to be amazing at service, you're going to take cues and, like, put yourself in the shoes of these people. And you don't have to have a kid to understand this stuff. I did it before.
1: So where – what shops have you been to where the service – where you, like – where's, like, the top service experience that you –
0: Service experience. Well, here's the problem with me in shops now. A lot of them know who I am. And it's not – I'm not even trying to sound cool, you know. But, like, you go in there and they're like, oh, Jared's here. Treat him. Treat him because you know who he is, right? Yeah. But when you get into... There's some shops, though, that when they don't know you, they give you some amazing service. And, I mean, Minotti's has been one. I've gotten some pretty amazing service in Um, Minotti's. Man, good, 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 good service. I haven't had my face melted, honestly, service-wise in coffee in a long time. Millstead & Company in Seattle actually gave me some pretty fantastic service. I kind of hate that people... And I love it too. It's like cool. I'm super down with this. But like when people recognize you in coffee, they treat you differently. So one of my favorite things to do, honestly, and everybody who has seen me in your shops know that I've done this to all of you, is pay attention to how you guys treat your customers who aren't coffee nerds. Yeah. And if you really want my honest opinion world, I'm not very impressed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, I mean, I think we've talked about this before and I I don't want to like, point out who they were but i was i was recently in austin yeah and i just had a really like experience at a shop that i had like really high expectations for right. that i was bummed out about and then mm-hmm. even just in san francisco a couple weeks ago with friends i tried out a new shop and had an experience where i was bummed out and so it's just like i think your customers notice you know like they yeah. have an expectation if you've been to your shop a few times uh-huh. of like wanting to have a like a, a nice interaction and experience and i yeah. mean if you don't give it to them i they're not coming back.
0: No, I mean, yeah. I have to give it two shout-outs now that I'm remembering. I had a pretty amazing experience with a barista for sh- who for sure didn't know me in Seattle at uh, Stumptown. Yeah. On the... Jeez. Pike it, Street? The Pike, yeah, yep. at the one. And then uh, I have... I've always had good experiences at barista. Not all of them knew who I was, so that, that I have to say in barista in Portland. Um, and Stumptown next to... In the Arts District as well. Yeah. So, I mean... yeah i had
1: a really awesome experience at Brewster yeah alberta's shop alberta yeah
0: yeah so i mean there's there's some shout outs to be had for sure but there's a lot of
1: well so do you think people shop owners actively train like the idea of empathy
0: i don't yeah i don't i think they train good serve well what they perceive as good service but i don't know if i don't know if the world actually thinks of empathy as good service so often and i think i think they try their best um But empathy is, is, at least in the bigger cities, like, that's not... Empathy is not, like, a common practice in big cities. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? a lot of times it's just, like, get as many people through as fast as possible. Yeah, get it through. Totally. And, And like, make the money. You could, like, theoretically be nice, but you're still short, you know, and you're... There's things. I mean, and, and you have to... Another thing I would actually say to people that are trying to give good service is think about the person behind the person you're serving as well and the other 10 to 12 people in line. Like, yeah. how are you giving them good service while you're giving this person right in front of you good service? Like, and, and and allowing the appropriate amount of time per person without, you know, like, those other 10 people behind whoever you're talking to still are interested as well. And that's that's something that we'll teach a Cat and Cloud. And it it takes some practice. Right, and it and it's takes finesse. And I
1: feel like when you and Baca are both on bar at the same time <laughs> it's like sub minute drink it's times. so fun yeah there's some
0: <laughs> yeah charles what do you think what do you think an average drink time should be because this actually could hurt
1: uh, i'll tell you what mine is i mean i can tell you that extra more of it but i would say like more than like more than five minutes i like am starting to notice yeah right i mean yeah, if yeah. it's if it's out under two minutes i'm probably like wow that was awesome yeah but like sometimes I probably like expect it to be somewhere like in like in the two to seven. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's at a busy shop, right? I mean, and I'm just saying that because like what happens if you're the first, if you're the only person in there, it takes seven minutes for you to get Right. No, but I
1: mean that that's happened before. Right. So I mean that's still like within my like expectation. So you're okay with that. yeah? Yeah. I mean, I'm a little, I'm like, I'm not wowed. I'm a little disappointed. Uh
0: huh. No, I just wonder too. Because for me, that's the thing. It's like there's these people who in the world who are like fast service equals fast food coffee feel, which I fully disagree with. Yeah, um, but yeah, that does come down to good service. Yeah, you can have a drink
1: out fast and still be engaging with the barista. Yeah, and you can still teach like. A I lot don't of think that, like, you when your coffee is ready, that your like experience is over. I don't I, right? either.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it, and the other thing is is this if you're a good barista, the experience ends when the customer wants it to end. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the customer drives the length of the interaction. And this is where empathy kind of comes into play. If you are so selfish as the barista that you are the one who f- decides when the, the interaction's over, you're actually blowing it. Yeah. And to me, if I were listening to this, like that might be a Eureka moment for me. Cause really the customer drives when it's over, not you. Like, you don't have make, to have the last word. You're still making drinks, like you're still doing a right, good I mean job. Had, but that's the thing. Like if when the customer's done with you is when the interaction's done. It's not the other way around. It's not yeah. like be gone because that's when that's when you're giving good service right yeah. your customer could stay for an hour and a half and talk to you you still can talk you're to making other, drinks for everybody yeah else, you can talk to people too shout outs to other people shout them line. out you're gonna maybe have to tell them like hey just one second but i'll still be back to you yeah but at the end of the day you didn't give good service until the customer leaves you happy not the other way around right. you didn't like cut them off and be like that's cool good job <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe a lot of people don't think about it like yeah. that.
1: Yeah, no, I just wanted to get deep into like the service. No, I mean, it was hole just, for a I was just—I
0: love rabbit holes. <laughs> you know what, Chuck? That's a full half hour, wow, basically. We, we did good. Yeah, no, I mean, we can keep going. I'm just gonna. somehow
1: we made it without buck we made it chris that's a full half hour (laughs) we miss you buck
0: oh we do miss you buck we've talked a lot of shit about you (laughs) buck but that's just because you're 34 dating an 18 year old you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) it's legal jenny buck is not 18 world i've said it so many times i just tried to stick with it through the whole episode jenny is uh cool 22 and she's she's way older than 22 but (laughs) she looks 22 she has the energy of it do yeah (laughs) as
1: a needs more design yeah i say. don't know what i
0: should say because this is we're talking about a lady in her age <laughs> <laughs> what's etiquette on this one world Probably uh, as
1: little as possible
0: all right jenny you're the right age you're the best jenny. you're the best age for chris <laughs> <laughs> oh man well thank you for listening you've listened to a little bit of me and chuck jack on the cat and cloud coffee podcast brought to you by the pull string press Thank you very much, Patrick Melroy. And uh, we'll be back here with a little part two in just a moment.
1: Awesome. Ching ciao!